Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, I'm Briggs from Autism Jam or Burst with Speducators. You know, Speducators. Like educators, but totally cooler. On today's episode, does one bad apple really spoil the bunch? And later, teacher ready to give everything told to stay silent. Hello, this is Rachel with Autism Jammer Burst with Speducators, sitting here with my friend, the Speducator. Why don't you introduce yourself? I am Mandy, and I am a small autism class paraeducator and also a parent of a child on the spectrum. Great, great introduction there, Mandy. All right, so you're going to come and talk to me a little bit about what my son and I talked about last week in the first episode, right? So we were discussing the three types of parents, and you have actually seen and, and had a little exposure with different types of parents, being one yourself. So what All is your... different types of parents, and they're very easy to spot, and it's very easy to uh, deduce what kind of a parent a child has based on their behavior in the classroom. I agree with that. I agree. So why don't you tell me, in a real quick little snippet, what you think is the, what the problem with our school education system is and with the parents that don't want to have the help, they just want to make the problem. Why don't you give me what your thoughts and then we'll go from there. So I think it's actually really ironic because there are parents out there that for some reason think their child is the most important on earth. I mean, don't we all? But they think that nobody else matters more than their kid, and their kid has it harder than anybody else, and nobody understands what kind of a position they're in. And they will go to the ends of the earth to make sure everybody knows that their kid is special and that they care about them. And I think it's more about validation for the parent. And so the ironic part of that is the behavior that the parents are displaying is kind of... um, exactly the behavior that we are trying to break in their child, which in a way makes that impossible because that's where they're learning it from. We, so the problem with the education system is parents that dis- display that type of behavior um, coming in hot, obviously with politics and everything surrounding, you know, laws with the education system and, you know, rules that we have to follow. Um, those parents can basically pitch a fit to get what they want, which, I mean, who of us don't have children that have done that? And we all know that the way to get that to stop is to not give in. So if your child is kicking and screaming and they want something and you say, okay, fine, here, have it, just so you, just so it'll stop, just so it'll go away. <laughs> what do you think the takeaway is from that? And I think it is very paralleled with this type of parent. And the message that's being sent to them is, if I throw a big enough tantrum, I will always get what I want. I can bypass any rule, any common sense, any anything, if I'm causing the problem. Yeah. Well, to piggyback off of that, 
I think the biggest problem is it's very hard to find a an, a really good teacher and make them stay because typically the ones that want to leave are the ones that could help the most and just aren't being supported or they're not being heard. And I think it's kind of a travesty because if the parents come across as very concerned and wanting everything the best for their child, but the problem is if they're not... If they're not seeing the whole picture and they're not paying attention to what's being presented, then it can be a misconstrued situation where they feel like their child's in a more dangerous situation than they thought or their child's not getting what they could possibly get and then the teacher leaves. I'm I'm worried about where that's taking things because my own child, both of my kids have had at least two teachers this year um, for these kids this year and I just, I'm concerned of what's going on that, that the teachers want to leave and that these parents aren't finding it a, pul- a repulsive, that I don't think they see their actions as actually resulting in that, though. But also their kids have, that have the same behavior also are not, well, we know from working together and, and the way that I do my classroom that they do change their behavior in the classroom, but it does not go out into their homes. Um, scenario or any other place that I'm not because there's certain things that we do that the parents are obviously not doing. And I think the biggest problem is when you can't do the same thing for those parents to get them to understand we're not reinforcing that behavior. We're going we're gonna to not even feed into that. And that's the problem. Like, it's not being said. We have a bad enough problem with teachers not being paid enough and having too much responsibility, not enough pay. But no one's having really, except for those in, as educators, are talking about what's happening in the actual classrooms where we have very powerful parents. They're very strong-willed, and they want things a certain way, and it's kind of unfortunate. So what's your next thought with that? Because I kind of went on my tangent there. No, it really is. And <coughs> you may be right. Maybe they don't realize what kind of uh, a ripple effect that sort of a decision has on everybody else. And it does, it trickles down to everybody. And working in the education system, like you said, is really hard, but it is really very difficult to work with children that have additional needs and uh, unique concerns, I guess, that need to be addressed. Um, I've told the kids in my class before, I, I wouldn't be here if I didn't love you and I didn't care about this job and this didn't mean something to me because this is not an easy job. It doesn't pay well. And I'm a sissy that doesn't want to drive as far as I'm driving <laughs> to get here. Because when we are pushing them, because we know they can be better, and making them do hard things and showing them that they can be more than the world has told them they can be, of course, they natural reaction. They think we're ruining their lives and we hate them. We hate them. We just want them to suffer and we hate well, them because they have autism. Yeah, I think, thank you for getting that because I was like, we got to say exactly what it was because it wasn't just that we didn't like them. It was that we didn't like them because they had autism. And then we had to like break it to them. I'm sorry, guys. You have to hear it from us. <clears throat> All three of us adults in the room had at least one. I happened to have three that were on the spectrum and that was the only thing that got them to kind of turn until, yeah, to to turn and realize that I'm really hard on you and you're really hard on them and so is our other educator friend because we are trying to get them to 
to be the best in the field. I said, you can say to me that you have autism and you can't do it. But what I'm saying to you is, are you going to say that to me? Or are you going to say, I want to be those people from the PowerPoint I showed them that were incredible people with like success and, and notoriety and they have money and they have not always friends because they're on the spectrum. We got to be pretty frank about it. But they wanted to rise because they've realized that they have the brain capacity to be able to be the very greatest if they wanted to and chose to. And I think that's impactful. But I think that many times parents are in the way. I agree. And a lot of their intentions, well-meaning as they may be, um, actually end up hindering their child in some ways. Um, because they kind of uh, give in to these crutches, really, things that these kids are depending on and things that they don't really need, such as constant breaks or, um, I mean, just feeding into bad behavior that wouldn't be tolerated in a different situation, if that makes sense. And I, I don't know if I really hate, quote unquote, the term normal, but if they had a child that wasn't on the spectrum, the very same behavior um, that their child on the spectrum is displaying would not be tolerated at all. And there's no reason to treat that any differently. The approach would obviously be different, um, but letting them uh, kind of run everything and basically be the person in the house that decides what's going to happen. Um, I do agree with that, Mandy. I think that there is a lot being missed when we don't treat them just like we do the other kids, but with a different method or way of doing it. It's not doing justice and it makes either the other side feel like they're getting special treatment or it makes decide with, with the kid feel like they're being mistreated so I think that's something that needs to be addressed all right um, that is it for this segment thank you so much Mandy for coming in we will have you again would we get right back a teacher ready to give everything told to stay silent how will this end Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, we are back. So just a quick recap. We just discussed 
the type of parent that wants problems more than they want solutions, and the ones that kind of have to rule the school, I guess is the best way to say it. I'm not, I just wanted to come out and say now, I'm not opposed to parents taking on the district, taking on the higher power, and making sure they have the right services and the right strategies in place for their child. Because I think that that is a right of a parent to do so. What I'm simply saying, and with my friend Mandy, is we're expressing that point that you have to back off and give the district a chance to do their job. And so where we're confused and frustrated is that what they're doing is they're taking away from other children in the classroom and teachers are leaving because they don't want to deal with the demands that are being given by parents that don't actually want solutions. They just want to feel like they have a problem that's unsolvable. And that's not me. I'm a problem solver. I've made many people upset about that, and that's okay. I don't apologize because I fix stuff. So <clears throat> the reason why I need to make sure I say that is because, one, I have a book coming out in this summer called He Seemed Normal About My Son. And I had to be the parent that took on the district in a way to get services needed. And so I don't begrudge someone who needs to do what they need to do. So I wanted to make that clear. Secondly, I'm fortunate because we were talking more specifically about a scenario that we have lived through. And it's very clear that students know when there's something happening in a way tracks from them and what they need to accomplish in the classroom. And when good teachers go, it affects all the other children who are then seeing that there are special measures for those children that parents rattle the cage a little bit louder for a little bit longer and don't really want to have a resolution. And I have to say, I have wanted to champion myself to help parents that were in a situation similar to mine because I know that they could use the help. So as a teacher, when I'm in, in the moment and I want to help, I will give anything, anything to help a parent not feel like I did when I didn't have answers, when I didn't know what I was going to do, and when I had to watch my son get more and more stressed and more and more upset because it was horrendous for him. And he didn't know enough about what he had, his disorder, at the moment to help him, and neither did I. So I always went with that, that idea that I would be the educator that I needed when my son was first diagnosed. The problem is when the parent is louder than the rest in the room and the teacher is then told not to say anything, that causes a split to a human being that's a teacher who also has fought a district and didn't have to use the same tactic. And so I, I'm pretty much opening up about the fact that we are literally watching a broken system where parents that are just good parents wanting help can't get it. 
and teachers who want nothing more than to do everything they can to help their students are being silenced. I think that's a problem, and I'm not sure how we're supposed to fix that because you want to have confidence that the higher level positions would be able to take a stand and mitigate and figure, figure out what solution is going to be best so they maintain teachers and still make the parents happy. And I'm not sure that that's ever going to be able to happen when there's so much emotion involved and nobody wants to get their hands dirty. So if you're listening and if you, if you decide you'd like to read my book, He Seemed Normal, and read about what happened with me as a mom and as a human being and what happened with my son and how it's enriched him in the long run to become very comfortable with people's emotions and being able to accept that someone is upset. And I think that was something wonderful he got out of something that was just so hard and so dark. But not all kids are getting that opportunity. And I find that there are many times that there is a dismissal, which goes along with my book as well, a dismissal of a student or a child with autism that they have more of a behavior problem than they have autism, which in and of itself is a redundant statement because it is the behavior that is being manifested due to the disability and the lack of self-regulation. And not a lot of teachers, unless they are spedicators, really want to hear about that because in their eyes, they should be able to turn it on and off. And I understand they desire that. But I have found many times that parents are being called, asked to pick up their child, or the child is separated from the average peer in his class or her class because they're worried about what's going to manifest. Or they're, they don't want to have that kind of scene because they don't want to have to answer to their parents. And if you're a parent out there wondering, do not let them bully you. And I say bully because that's what they do. Into going to that school and picking up your child because of what happened every time they call. Because the only time I started seeing results is when my advocate for my son stopped having me go. She said, I don't want you to go. It's not good for him. And they need to stop having an easy way to eliminate the problem that they think they have. So take that into consideration because it's very easy to feel embarrassed or to feel to feel hopeless or that you've done something wrong when every day they're calling you to come get your child. And I get that. You just want to hurry and get them, take them home. And they don't believe you when you say that they will be punished because in their eyes, the reason they're doing that is because they have a lack of punishment instead of a lack of self-awareness or social skills. Don't do it to yourself. Do not rush out of sheer embarrassment or out of shame 
to get your child because it does not help them. And tr truthfully, it doesn't help anyone at that school either because it's going to happen more frequently and it's going to happen every day. Because let's face it, if you're a child and you know the teacher doesn't want you there, you're going to do everything you can to make sure that you're removed. And what safer place do you have, even with the punishment, which I discovered with my son, is at home or at someone they love's house that they trust. So don't, don't help make the problem worse because they have made you feel like you failed. And I wanted to make sure that was very, very clear because as much as I have tried to change the trajectory and what they're doing in these situations, it's, it's, it's a really hard battle to win when you have SPED teachers leading and no one's listening. Also, my last point that I wanted to make, well, it's less a point, and it's more about what a wonderful experience I had when I actually went against the grain, and I decided it was time for my students who were on the spectrum to spend their times with their lunch and their playtime with their grade level because that is when my carers I think took notice that I actually really truly did know from ex life experience and from my education exactly how to handle a situation because this is what happened I know you're all really excited for this I sent them and one of the students was very angry confused is the used word the, the word used and I, it was less confusion, it was more panic because it's really hard to get out of your comfort zone. But in the week that I did that, we managed to see the quietest student in the class that quietly just works score a touchdown and was cheered by both sides of the field. We witnessed someone who loves to draw and kind of stays to themselves find a friend at lunch that liked to do the same things and sat and talked about it. And by the end of that week, they were all just going. No one was crying, no one was panicking, and it was easy, really easy, because nobody wants to do hard things. But once you do the hard thing, and you discover it's not nearly as difficult as you thought it was, you grow. And you grow a little more each time. And as I tell all my students, when you do hard things, your brain grows. When you do hard things, your confidence grows. And the only thing that's stopping you from being the best and wishing you were is doing it. So that is my advice to anyone out there who may wonder, what is the best way to grow completely? And that's it. You can do hard things. You can do hard things and you can become the best. So do not let hindrance happen. And this is just to anyone out there. Not even just parents of a child on the spectrum. Not even about anyone on the spectrum in general. If something means enough to you, that you're willing to do a hard thing to do it, it's yours for the taking. 
if you're willing to reach out and grab it. So I think purely for the fact that that's what we're striving for when we are teaching our children who don't have the capacity to understand the social skills necessary not to do something that may upset an adult. We show them that doing hard things makes us better. And you can do that by example and by leading the trail because they will follow you and they will follow everything that you model because that's the only way they're going to learn. Thank you for listening and thank you for giving me a chance to use my voice and hopefully help somebody out there. I'm Rachel and this is my jam. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 